Hello and welcome to the Marks Ish Brothers podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. And this week we are talking about the, uh, well, I guess it's relatively new. I think it came out, what, a week and a half ago? Uh, theatrical released November 12th on Netflix to November 19th. So it's about a couple weeks old. Uh, and that movie is Tick, Tick, Boom. Boom! <laughs> Boom! Uh, starring Andrew Garfield uh, and directed, well, this is the first movie directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Cam, do you have any fun facts for us? Yes, well, it was A, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, best known for writing the musicals Hamilton and In the Heights, as well as 21 Trump Street. Very good. I recommend the soundtrack. Great cast, stars uh, Andrew Garfield, Alexander Shipp, uh, Winnipeg native Joshua Henry, uh, Vanessa Hudgens, and Robin DeJesus. Uh, yeah, so a little, little, little bit of synopsis about uh, Jonathan Larson, uh, the writer of Rent. This happens before he wrote Rent, because he died before Rent was actually um, premiered on Broadway. Um, a tragic life to, to, to take in too soon. Um, but yeah, it's about his time just trying to write some stuff as a guy in his late 20s turning 30. Uh, I feel like it... Uh, it came out really similar. I, I, I got some vibes to, um, some of the office, some similar vibes to, uh, Bo Burnham's Inside Special, where it's just kind of like these people on the eve of, of turning 30, not knowing what, like, trying to figure out what, what, the, what, the, what, the, what, the, what their life has been and what they want it to be going forward. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah. that make a really good double feature. But, uh, yeah, that's the first opening thoughts that I had. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly have never listened to rent uh going into this and i really don't know much about it i feel as though i kind of have to go back and i don't know watch rent now um yeah. I, I feel like a, like a bad theater kid not have uh having like known much about rent uh did you go into this movie knowing anything about like rent or, or uh jonathan larson i know that it was one of the first musicals to like have a mostly like have a lot of like openly gay and lgbt cute characters mm-hmm um, but yeah, like I, I saw a lot of Jonathan Larson's friends were were, were uh, queer because of well, he's a theater kid. <laughs> um, so I guess he knew he he was enough in that community where he knew how to do some good rep- representation mm-hmm. and do it well. So I yeah, I think it's mostly it's mostly about and it's about like them trying to live the whole bohemian lifestyle where they get to do their careers and write what they want to and and it can and can hopefully afford to live uh which is not very uh uh realistic in today's day and age so mm-hmm. I, I do want to get into that a little bit later but yeah uh jonathan larson was like kind of known to address social issues of the time and which is like i don't know it would I'm, I'm sure it would have been very tough then especially like during like the whole aids crisis and uh like the government just being like yeah, we don't really care if gay people die. Like they kind of deserve to die. Like, and then trying to be supportive, like of like gay people during that time. Like, it's quite like I'm sure been very difficult for him. And I think that this movie did a good job of kind of showcasing that and like sort of how he is political, but in a non-political way, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, like it's like, and it's it kind of shows that like that like being queer friendly is not a political political issue it doesn't like it just should be hey i am friends with, with queer people and they are a part of my life and, and, and i love them there's nothing, nothing political about that 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, exactly. A lot of times you see you see now where it's, oh man, there's a gay character in this game. What a poetical game! It's like no, what the fuck? Like you can have you can have queer characters without being without being political. Like it's like like their character shouldn't be that like 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 their whole personality shouldn't be them being gay. Like it should be like oh like they're gay, but like they're the funny person or they're like the like seriously like, like you should like delve into like who they are as a person, not just their character shouldn't be I'm gay. And no. I, I, this kind of uh, kind of addresses that, but like from an earlier point, because like I feel so now we're kind of just getting to a point where it's like, oh, maybe a gay character can be more than just like the gay best friend or something like that. They can actually just like be a, a character, and then on the side they're gay, kind of if that makes sense. Yeah, I think one of the best um, queer-led movies of the last year. Um, well, uh, I, I really love Love Simon. Um, mm-hmm. because it was directed, directed by a, a, a gay man, uh, Greg, Greg Berlanti, and it's about a gay kid coming out, coming out in high school. Um, it, it stars Nick, Nick Robinson, actually. It's very good. Um, but, like, yeah, again, like, having these stories where, 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 where people get to be more than just, just, more than just their orientation, and, like, there's a trans character and actor in this movie, and they never really talked about it. That's, like... That's fine. Obviously, we would look okay if they did talk about it, but like, like we like, I think scenes where we discuss how, because like, because because identity is an important thing and and it should be discussed in the film, but also like, not everyone wants to talk about that all the time, and that, and that and that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. So this this movie definitely did a a, a good job with with that, mm-hmm. with having a very diverse cast, and like including people that are trans, trans and gay and. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, uh, as you said, like this is like sort like kind of a documentary ish. I, I I like to call it like a a biopic light because like it doesn't feel like a lot of like I don't know other biopics I've seen like like Rocket Man or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels more like a story about the creative process that kind of just happens to be based around uh, Jonathan Larson, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I do like like the editing because like it's it's both a adaptation of the play Tick Boom, but also an an adaptation of the life of Jonathan Larson. Mm-hmm. So I think it does a good job of like I, I honestly this is one of the most well well done directed movies I've seen in, in the last couple of years. Like I know like the, the a lot of people can be can find it hard to try to go from the, the, the theater to film, but like this is a brilliant film debut from Lin Manuel Miranda mm-hmm. like yeah he, he he nails the the, the theater parts he nails the like the, the c- c- cinematic filmmaking and like I, I and I I do love how um how he cast a lot of Broadway actors like Joshua Henry is one of the better actors working on Broadway right now I was supposed to see him in Hamilton when I saw it in Chicago um but he left the play after like four months because he got, and because like it was because that the because well, Broadway isn't isn't Chicago, so he got a, a better job on Broadway. So I didn't get to see him, but I I, I did get to see Wayne Brady. So that was pretty cool. Very nice. Uh, from whose line is it? As my Aaron Burr. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> but like, yeah, so like I do love how like. Now when people know who Joshua Henry is because of this this movie, mm-hmm. and like Vanessa Hudgens, like she hasn't like aged a day, like 
she she still sings like an angel. It looks like one too. Like she, obviously, I had a crush on her going back to Mimical Two Cinema. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it's nice to see her her more 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 things again. Yeah. And yeah, it's so good. It's yeah. Fun. No, I I found found this to be like probably one of the better musicals I've watched in the past. Uh, like that's come out in the past, like I don't know, twenty years <laughs> or so. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, what I really appreciate about it is that while it does all the sort of extravagant uh, musical parts that like you would typically see, like uh, like drastic set changes, everyone's all dancing at the same time, it still yeah. felt really grounded, um, which I find like a lot of musicals can kind of feel like they're uh, like in their own sort of little bubble, whereas this felt like it didn't feel pretentious or uh like highbrow like he didn't feel like he was above everyone he felt like like you felt like you were a part of the world and they just happened to sing music which is uh kind of reminded me of like my favorite musical which is the sound of music which Mm -hmm. has like a very weighty story uh mixed in with musical elements which kind of i think is a very strong uh sort of juxtaposition of like this fanciful uh, music, just random singing with like very serious life matter. And I think mm-hmm. that's when a musical is like the strongest. Like uh, uh, I know in our other podcast, uh, Five Angry Men, uh, I w- said that La La Land was like the most overrated movie of like the past ten years. Mm-hmm. And I think that like while it is a good musical, I think it is like a relatively good movie. What it does a bad job of is like adding weight. Like like it's just like a, kind of like a love story, but like there's no sort of weight to it, whereas this one felt like it had, like, a story to tell, if that it's makes sense. The, the ending. I'll, I'll defend the ending of Valgans until the day, the day I die. And the, the, the ending of that movie is just superb. Uh, well, no, I, I agree with you. I think that La La Land's a good movie. I just think it's overrated. Oh, absolutely. Okay, also, speaking of superb, man, the the play for Suburbia sounds so good. I'm like, I want to watch this. <laughs> I know. It, it's, it sounds like it slaps. Like sci-fi in 1984, but also like about about, about like advertising and the death of creativity. Like, bruh, that sounds, sounds like amazing musical. I'd love to watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I I thought it was really good. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to get into that a little bit. But like, what I found really powerful in this story was kind of uh, I found this like this sort of a running theme throughout the the film is. Uh, capitalism and like the artist and like yeah. how can an artist like work in a capitalist system do you have any thoughts on that yeah i love how it shows because like robin de jesus starts, starts off as an actor but goes into advertising and like he makes way more money but like he's dead inside and eventually on the outside like he like he kind of, he kind of loses all his passion Andrew Grapple just trying to keep on to that passion and when he gets the opportunity to work in that, in that he just kind of hates it because it, it's a, it betrays who he is as a, as a person mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely I definitely loved how, how the movie, movie definitely showed that mm-hmm. and, and like it's kind of well it, it, it plays on the sort of iconic like starving artist trope mm-hmm. and like like in reality no one should be starving artists shouldn't be starving because mm-hmm. like I know like uh in, like a lot of capitalists are like, oh well, you like in like Soviet society, like they couldn't have art or anything like that. Or uh, have you not seen any Soviet movies? Like, <laughs> bruh, they well, made art just as, just as good as anyone else. Yeah, well, exactly, and I uh, feel as though <laughs> like 
they could have leaned into that a little bit more in something like this, like where like you don't need to be in a capitalist society to make art. But I do think that uh, that the character does kind of argue that uh, in a way, uh, like he does seem to have some leftist leanings, um, which I, I did appreciate in a movie. Yeah, I mean, communism is when no iPhone, Venezuela, <laughs> nine hundred trillion dead. So that's yes, true. yes, yes, exactly. No, no, no art. <laughs> capitalism is when no art. Uh, just, uh, no, no, no. Co- communism is when no art. Come on, get, come on. I mean, both, both, both are. <laughs> yes, just one, no art. <laughs> one of me. Politics, no art. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I just want to take a, a quick little moment to uh, to say uh, fuck you to Kellogg's. I saw a lot of Kellogg's at that diner, and oh, I don't right. I, I don't know if you know about this, but uh, oh, I've I've been on Twitter in the last couple of days. I know I know about. <laughs> Fuck Kellogg. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we do not stand Kellogg's on this podcast. Um, for, the, for those of you who don't know, uh, there were 1,200 striking workers in the States uh, who like work for Kellogg's. Uh, they recently uh, voted not to accept an agreement that would have left new workers without any protections or like raises or anything like that. And Kellogg's just announced that they will be replacing those 1,200 workers with uh, permanent workers. They had uh, previously been replacing it with scabs, and now they want to completely replace the unionized workers with non-unionized workers. It's so, so uh, yeah, so uh, I saw lots of Kellogg's at that diner, and that just made me angry. Just big just sad. wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> big, big sad. That's so... Ugh. It's like... I wish that, like, there was something that, like, the, the government could do to stop that, because that's clearly a, a violation of morality and what should happen. Yeah. Um, like it's so. Yeah, but because because the laws are dictated by the wealthy and earning class, so uh, it it causes them whenever uh, be a uh, be a way to solve uh, worker stuff. So uh, I have become past electoralism uh, when it comes to a lot of things. <laughs> Vote. <Yes. laughs> well. Well, th- this is very off topic, but I mean, <laughs> the problem is, is that like the right has been so good at voting for so long that now it's almost like it feels like it's too late. But like, because like the right votes in everyone, they voted in school boards, they vote in like, like the smallest little levels of government, they voted in right wing people. And like, that's what they've been doing for so long. And like when so when <laughs> Democrats say vote, but then they like say like well just vote for the president and everything will be solved and then nothing yeah. happens of course because they just try to appease to the right Biden but anyways Kamala, <laughs> Biden will tweet things and then man but what nothing <laughs> happened oh no it's not what? Uh, they'll just keep tweeting pictures of them walking <laughs> <laughs> I want to know Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's step count I really, want, I really, really do I mean, from all the pictures, it looks like they're just always walking. They're like, well, I mean, the, 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 the what you call it? The people that they owe work to uh, can't catch them if they're just always walking around. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, electoralism, it's good for nothing. Yes. Um, let's get into acting. What did you think of the lead man, Andrew Garfield? Uh, he should probably win the best actor. I'll say it. Uh, I'm thinking, thinking back on the last year of performances, and I don't think anything tops this. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's all coming out left that that could top it for best lead actor. Um, Counter Count Days maybe for Matrix. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I think he's like he's probably my pick for best lead. Uh, anyone from Dune? I like Chalamet, but but he's not as but Andrew Garfield's better than Chalamet. Yes. Uh, Dev Patel. Oh yeah, Green Green Knight was. It? Yeah, I mean that's a good crop. What a, what a crop! As yes. uh, <laughs> Sam Richardson from I think I think you should leave would say, what yes. a crap! I don't know what, what other movies came out this year. I don't even. know. Uh, yeah, Green Knight, um, Dune, uh, Joaquin Phoenix maybe for Come On Come On. I've I've not seen that. I've not seen that one. Well, I haven't seen either, but they just keep on. It gets it's getting very rave reviews. I mean, maybe Ben 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 Kamach for the power of the dog. Yeah, or someone from the House of Gucci. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways. Okay, like, sorry, one more. Okay, House of Gucci. Have you, if you've seen the clip of Jared Leto's scream being replaced with a fucking car horn, <laughs> it's cinema. It is cinema. That's how it actually is in the movie. I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it in the movie, but I know that's how it is. And I I saw that clip, and I'm like, I might want to see this in the movie. I might, I might have to. Because... Honk. And plus Adam Driver, so Oh, what a guy, what a guy. What what a what a crap. Yeah, but no, I, I, I agree that Andrew Garfield should at least at the very least be nominated for best actor. Uh he did a very good job. Uh I haven't seen a lot of his movies to be honest. I've seen this one and the Spider Man movies, and I thought he was a good actor in the Spider Man movies, just with a, a bad uh writing. I heard that some people think think that that he could also be nominated for um best supporting for the eyes of Tammy Faye, so that'd be interesting. Um, has that ever, ever happened where someone's been on? No, hold on. No, but that, 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 that did happen. That was um, Scarjo a couple of right. years ago. Yeah, he was nominated for best lead for Mary Mary Story and best supporting for George Rabbit. Never mind, yeah. that, has, that has happened. Yeah. So, but no, I thought uh, he did an amazing job in this movie. Uh, he did a really good job of playing sort of the the struggling artist. Uh, it felt very real. Um, in a way, to me, this felt kind of like Peter Parker from the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Where it's, it's like a, a working class person who's trying to be a good guy. Um, and I think that this this writing is a, does a better job of portraying Peter Parker than uh, the Spider-Man, at least the first Amazing Spider-Man does. Yeah, just, like, just replace the trying to be a photographer with being a writer. And that's basically... It basically is the story of Peter Peter Parker. Like it's yeah, and I I think he did a very good job of playing uh, like emotional stuff. I I thought like uh, his interaction with the cameras, like uh, there's some very uh, creative like sort of camera movements, and I thought he did really well of like interacting with them. Uh, mm-hmm. One scene in particular that uh, kind of caught my eye uh, was when he was at that focus group, and then like when he kind of has his like. Uh, uh, when they're like America, and he like first like has all of his thoughts. He like looks up, and he's like like genocide or uh, oh, Vietnam, oh, <laughs> Vietnam, uh, Vietnam, brother. <laughs> exactly. And I thought like just the way he interacted with the camera and like uh, like it, it was obviously like, I thought it was good uh, editing, and, but also just the way that he plays off of uh, the editing really attests to how good of an actor he is. Not just like on stage and stuff, but just how he is good. At, as a movie actor, and I think he should be in more things. I really want to go back and watch Silence. Uh, uh, this is one with Martin Scorsese, where he plays a, a European uh, missionary who goes to Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I love Martin Scorsese. Uh, have have you seen I, that movie? I have not. Uh, one of my, 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 my profs at Sammy said it's one of his favorite movies. Because it actually shows like the what like actual persecution is. Yeah, uh, with, with with Christianity, not well, not what people think in North America is, where you, every where like sixty percent of the population is Christian, and like they think they're oppressed. Yeah, and and also just like well, I think it's like depending on where you are, like on the religious spectrum, you'll get a different thing out of it from what I've heard, like. Uh, yeah. whether it's a story about like colonialism and how like missionaries can be a part of like the colonial powers or mm-hmm. if it is like about persecution it really depends on kind of where you are um, but yeah. I, I've heard I really I do want to see it I've heard good things yeah. that and also uh, under the silver lake I've heard good things about I think it's on canopy I think in silence I'll have to take a look at it but yeah which movie silence yeah silence it is on Amazon Video. Okay, good to know. Yes, I mean, if it is on Canopy, I watch it on there because I rather support public public libraries than uh, Amazon. But that's fine. I, I mean, agreed. <laughs> that, that, oh. that 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 is a, a big agreement here. Amazon.com is my favorite toy store. <laughs> Same. Do you have any uh, criticisms for this movie? Oh, I, I don't know. Not, I, I didn't love all the songs, but that, 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 that's not the movie's fault. That's, I mean, like, in every musical, there's going to be some episode banger songs and some, some possible songs that don't quite hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the nature of musicals. Um, but that's just fine. What were your favorite songs? Uh, I liked the one um, when... It like cuts between his argument and like breakup with his girlfriend, and uh, on the stage, I thought that one was really well done. Oh yeah. Um, I, I'd say that's probably my favorite, just off the top of my head. Uh, that one, or also when he like breaks into like onto the stage, is is really powerful too. I think my favorite songs were Thirty Ninety, um, which is the catchiest Bob. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> as well as the therapy one, the, that one, the, those two have been. Oh yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's when you start talking about with which kind of the breakup and. Yeah, I, 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 I'm bad at remembering the names, so whoops. <laughs> yeah, I listen to the, the soundtrack often. So fair, fair. Um, yeah, I, I, I have one main criticism, and and if you know me, then you're not going to be too surprised, but. Uh, the CGI was random. Um, I'm not sure if you remember this, but uh, closer oh. to the end, when uh, he's like, uh, when he's like having his performance on stage, and he, uh, the singer's singing that final song, and he imagines that it's with um, his ex-girlfriend, right? Where it's like on the rooftop. It looked very off when like the whole movie is kind of very grounded and like feels pretty raw and real. To have a very clearly CGI'd rooftop. I don't mind that because it's not supposed to be real. I guess, but like... Uh, there's something... Okay, I I get where you're coming from, but when something is not supposed to be real, I don't mind if it, if it looks fake, because that's kind of the point. I guess, but I don't know. Like, just like the lighting and everything just looked so awkward. Like, Yeah. Like, it, I, I, there's different yeah. ways you can make it look like it's your imagination, like you could be floating or something. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, there's other things you could do. And like yeah. this, like just like the sky behind her reminded me of like the sky in Justice League 
what was it, like like kind of reddish and orange. I don't know. Like it, it just felt. A that's the, that, that's in Justice League. It's not. It's, that's not the real. The real the, the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so that kind of <laughs> like, like for what was supposed to be such an emotional scene, that kind of took me out of it. Yeah, yeah uh, at, at least me personally. That that that's kind of my main criticism. Otherwise, I thought everything was pretty great. Like really good acting, music was good. Obviously, like some songs don't slap as hard, but that's every musical because you're trying to tell a story with songs. But no, I I like it a lot. Do you do you have any other complaints or just that <sighs> you know, some songs didn't go to yeah, your just fancy? Yeah, some songs they weren't great, but like that, that that's fine. It's it's part of every musical, right? It's yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's all. That's all. That's, that's all the problems I have. I don't really have any other problems with the movie. I think it's a solid, like, four to five. Yep. Agreed. Uh, uh, I guess we uh, can go to our rating now. Yeah. Or... Um. Sorry, I didn't. One. One thing. It was paced awkwardly, but I liked it. Like, I feel like I'm like, oh, the movies are starting to wrap up. Oh, we still have forty minutes left. But the last forty minutes is all really good and really important stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it, like it's it's paced, man, but that's that's fine. The pacing is pacing is pacing. It's the first time director. I'm not gonna fault that too much. Yeah. So I mean, it's paced like a musical. Yes. For sure. So like, if you if you don't like musicals, then I would say you probably won't like this movie. But no. if you if you like musicals, this will be right up your alley. Yeah. Um, anyways, get what what is your your rating of this movie? I'll give it two thumbs up. Like, but like one thumb is like three quarters of the way up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll give it like like a, a thumb and a thumb and a joint. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm like almost like the thumb's almost up, but like it's you know it's yeah. <laughs> it's good, it's good. There you go. Yes, perfect. Um, I, I do want to try something new here today. Oh yeah. Uh, mm. so so you you might be a little confused, but I I want to uh, I'm going to give you three letterboxed reviews. Okay. One of them is fake. Okay. You have to guess which one of these three is not real. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. How does that sound? Sounds good. Okay. Let me... Fire away. Okay. Fire, fire, fire! Let me get my fire when ready. <laughs> okay. Was, uh... N- number one. Now I want to watch Andrew Garfield and Bo Burnham fight to the death over whose I'm Sad I'm Turning 30 song is better. <laughs> That, that is that is the first one. Oh, yeah. Number two. I tick-tick-boomed seeing Andrew Garfield. <laughs> That's too basic. It has to be fake, but like it should be real. I don't know. I can't wait to that. <laughs> and number three. Andrew Garfield's performance is that in this is a historic landmark for theater kid cinema. Oh, I'm going to... Okay, I know a white box. So number two is definitely real. Uh, number number one, geez, they they call me real. I guess that number one is fake. You are wrong. I I made up number two. I tick tick boomed seeing Andrew Garfield. <laughs> here, here I thought that I knew all about the horny letterbox reviews, but alas, I was wrong. No, it's just a horny Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, yeah. so that is tick tick boom, boom, um. Do you have any recommendations for this week? Um, if you like Andrew Garfield, you might like Amazing Spider-Man 1, which I have seen recently, and it's the only Spider-Man movie that kind of says ACAB. So watch that one. It's very good. There you go. Solid choice. 
Um, I recommend uh, the movie A Separation uh, mm. by, uh, I don't know how to say his first name, but uh, Farhardi. Um, it is a uh, Iranian movie. Um, he just released a new one, but this one actually won uh, Best Foreign Film in 2011, I want to say. Um, it's a very powerful and intimate story. If you like something that's like very personal, like I feel as though this movie uh, in a way is quite personal. This movie is also a, a very personal uh, film, uh, a separation. And that's my okay. recommendation. Sounds lovely. Yes. Um, well, that has been our podcast this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, tune in next week when we talk about a movie. Bye-bye now. <laughs>